Welcome to What the Hell. Today we're gonna we're we're, we're at the uh, Wichita Falls Convention. We got the 501st Legion. Are you just uh, a person uh, uh, in town, or did you come here for this? Well, I actually live here in town. Okay, all okay. Three, all three of us up here do. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. What kind of? Because uh, I know the 501st does a lot of charity uh, uh, group stuff and everything. Yeah, we do everything from charity events to like Comic Cons. We do everything from. Like coming up, the ballpark in Arlington is having one. We go out there, dress up for that. Okay. Go to local hospitals. Just about anything you can imagine, we'll do. So, who, was any of y'all tasked to go on the Mandalorian when they had the 501st on the uh, end? Uh... Unfortunately, no. Ah, oh, come on. We, uh, I had applied for it, but uh-huh. they didn't pick any of us from here. So. Okay. I so, bet that it had everything to do with travel arrangements. Oh yeah, that was a lot of it. They didn't want to pay for it. Uh, yeah, they they just wanted to get a bunch of people that are in store trooper uh, outfits that had their own stuff and everything. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's what they actually said in the commentaries on it. Well, it, it's pretty sad because they were saying that ours looked better than theirs. That is sad. And that's because we have to be 100% accurate. Like if they Disney were to come up to us and say, hey... You guys want to be on a movie? Yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah. Everything's perfect. Uh, now, on something like that, uh, do you have to have, like, a certification that it is on uh, point? Basically, everything is... Well, whenever we apply to the 501st, we have to go through a process where we send in pictures of our costume. Uh-huh. They evaluate it all the way down to the very small details. If it doesn't meet that detail, we can't get in. Oh, wow. So once we get all that approved, then we're good. Oh, awesome. I'm, yeah, see, I brought my, my 10-year-old. It's his first comic convention. And the first thing that he saw when we turned the corner was, was your... your uh, the Scout Trooper? The Scout Trooper. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, and then he waved, and your guy waved back. He's like, oh, he waved at me, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, to me, that's just... that's the, that's the That would be the biggest takeaway of being in the 501st, just not only kids, I mean, just, I mean, well, kids of all ages, basically, I mean, we all grew up with Star Wars, oh, yeah. and, you know, it's like, I, I'm, I keep threatening that it, if, when next time I go to Disney World, I'm going to be one of those people that pays extra just to dress up like a Jedi, to screw with Kylo Ren. We've actually had some of our guys do that. Really? Really? Yeah. That's cool, see? That is awesome. Yeah. I, I, in fact, there is 12 of the guys who actually work for Disney there who are part of our group, and they made sure that their costumes were accurate. Of course, I had a buddy when I was in the military that he he went a little bit on point to where it, he would have a scale of all the uh, figurines and miniatures and everything, mm-hmm. and he would make the... He would be like... That guy's name is blah 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 blah, oh, yeah. and he would make it himself. That that was, uh, of course, of course he had the badass uh, last name of Savage, so he was Sergeant Savage. Of course, of course he had he had uh, BJ, so it was BJ Savage. It's a pretty cool name. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you really want to get into it, all you gotta do is go on 501st.com. And it gives you every single costume we have in our costume library, all the way down to the smallest detail. Oh wow! Of what they expect. Oh, wow. So as far as like getting the costumes put together, I mean, is it a lot of it? Is is it a 
affectionately, is it like Southern engineering or 3D printing? Or? It's a lot of everything. Okay. We have guys who have actual factories who make stuff for us. We have guys who 3D print everything for us. We have people who actually sew the costumes together. I mean, it's just a collaborative everybody from out the 501st. We have people here, we have people across the world that ship stuff to us. That okay. Kind of stuff. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm an old school Imperial Stormtrooper, but I mean, you have a lot, do you have anybody come up with these first order knockoffs? Oh yeah, quite a few. I hate those, I hate those helmets though. I really do. They're, with the thin plastic ones? I, I just, well, they, they're, they're too streamlined. And it was almost kind of like Kathleen Kennedy said, this is the 21st century. No, it, it's it's not. You're telling a story from a long, long time ago. This, the helmet, should, I mean, the, the uniform shouldn't, I mean, I don't know. I may be overthinking it, but I prefer the old, the, you know, the clone troopers and the spirit, you know, the Imperial Stormtrooper costumes versus the First Order stuff. Yeah, see, that's why I have the uh, New Hope TIE pilot. Yeah. And I prefer that over any of them. Even the newer TIE pilots, I don't care for. Yeah, it, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it, they, they over-streamlined it to the point where they just kind of started looking funky. They started looking cheap, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, in, in a film, and actually doing film and everything, like the the chrome uh, captain garb and everything like that, yeah. I bet that was a freaking nightmare. It, was, it wasn't as bad as you think it was. Really? I mean, it was real thin. Some of it they actually use foam for. Oh, really? And where, like, we can't use the, the foam and stuff. We have to use the plastics. Well, I'm, I'm talking about, like, uh, even George Lucas when he was doing uh, uh, the sec, uh, Attack of the Clones, uh -huh. when he had C-3PO and it was all chromed out and everything, he's like, man, this is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was real chrome, too. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't this cheap plastic stuff that they have now. But it's like my helmet over there, which is the TIE pilot, it's made out of vinyl. Okay. But it's accurate to the point where they approve it. Do they do they do the whole uh, if if something's wrong with it and everything like that? Do they do the whole they doing it through a line and everything and start taking patches off the no. everything? We just have to repair everything ourselves. Oh. And it can get very tedious. I mean, our costumes range from five hundred dollars to I think the most expensive one right now is about seven thousand. Oh wow! And that's a Vader costume. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, even Boba Fett, if you don't make it yourself, it can range anywhere from three to four thousand. I've seen I've seen a full set for like eight hundred and fifty. But I also I also see because uh, they have like a Mandalorian group. Yeah. And I, I had a I was down in Dallas at the con there, and they had a whole group and they had like. Uh, a cage and everything you can get on and mm -hmm. take pictures and everything. I mean, that, that's one thing uh, a lot of people don't understand is the groups that come together just like like the Five of First does a lot of charity work and, and, and it's a big time community. Yeah. Well, it's like the guys over here behind us which are part of the uh, uh, can't think of them. Right here behind us. Yeah. Yeah, Umbrella Corp. Yeah. Umbrella Corp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're first also. Oh, okay. So we do a lot of different companies, different groups and stuff. We all just get together and start making stuff. So how many times did you beat up Star Wars fans or Star Trek fans? I haven't yet, 
I've come close many times. <laughs> I love that disclaimer, yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Oh, you have to have that yet. Because sometimes it's coming. Now that we day's do, coming. We do have Nerf gun fights with them a lot. Oh, okay. That, so. That's cool. It's like the Umbrella Corporation. They asked us to come over and do Nerf gun fight with them tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I don't know if so, we can get so. Nerf guns. How big is the temptation to uh, do one of those mods on a Nerf rifle where you put a 20-volt drill battery on there? Uh, I wouldn't say nothing. <laughs> Good man. Pl plausible Pleading the fifth, yeah. Plausible deniability. <laughs> That's what you got to go with there. This thing's real front-heavy. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I totally drilled that guy. No. What? Oh, yeah, you got to have a couple of... No, I totally drilled that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, those Nerf darts, when, they, when you get them up that high... Hey, yeah. they, they they leave welts, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's that backpack for? Oh, it's just nice. Yeah. <laughs> Air, yeah, I, I have a belt. I have a belt-fed blaster cannon. That's what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a drill. Have it have it set up like. We actually do have a guy who does a commando that does that. They has the machine gun. And he'll sit there and he'll fire the darts out like that. I have so many friends that are actually, uh, uh, they're, they're spec ops. Oh, yeah. And, and they laugh every time they see someone with, like, a minigun. It's like, there's no way you can handle that thing. Even even the short, short, short barrel one. Yeah. There's no way. Even with blanks, you cannot handle it. Yeah, uh, there was that video going around Rob Gronkowski during the offseason. He got to fire a minigun. Yeah. And, I mean... This dude's like a prime example of, of humanity, right? You know, I mean, pure specimen, athletic skill, whole nine yards. Yeah, he's a stud. We Dude. got it. And he was having a hard time with it, man. Mm -hmm. Like, he was squatted down. He was bracing himself. I mean, there was no continuity with his shot groups at all. <laughs> I know. It, it's, it's just so funny on that and stuff like that. So uh, what actual uh, stuff do you do around town for the charity organizations? Well, most of our stuff is over in the Dallas area. This is one of the few things we actually get to do here. We'll come around here and do, like, they have a big arcade downtown. We'll come down there and do stuff for them. Oh, you're talking about uh, Maniac Mansion? Yes. Okay. We'll do that. He's a real good friend of the 501st. He's actually trying to build his own. Oh, okay. He's trying to do the Lando Parisian. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. And then um, we'll do, like, coming up on the 5th, we have the Art Walk where we'll be out downtown doing that for them and stuff okay. it's just right now because it's such a small group here we don't get a whole lot of stuff most of us will go over to dallas fort worth or go up the lot and do stuff all right well uh thank you for your time on this and your name is again my name is jackie jackie stewart jackie stewart all right thank you jackie thank you Umbrella Corporation, that one. There you go. Umbrella Corporation. Raccoon City was supposedly our home. It was an accident, but it wasn't our fault. Just saying. The movie was propaganda. You know, we had everything under control, but she had to go get her friends. So, you know, we'll just go from there. Actually, her husband started it. Well, well it was kind of her husband on the show, in the movie. Again, so, but that's all propaganda. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it was a lie. 
And by the way, she's a trader, and if anybody knows where she's at, let us know. There's a big reward. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Now, uh, like, like the time we were with y'all a part of too, mm-hmm. the Umbrella Corporation, what, uh, what kind of charity work does this do? With what we wanted to do was uh, help the food bank. Right. And it's like, how do you get Resident Evil, which is the fandom, and food bank? Feed people, not zombies. Right. Okay. So everything we make goes to the food bank. And, you know, we just take it from there. The, all the vehicles and everything that we have, that comes out of our pocket. So everything that is made goes to the charity. Right. And, and when, we, when we're making all the props, it's all for fun. And, um, you know, all the vehicles are daily drivers. Yeah. We just don't drive around with all the props on. Even though we get asked that a lot. Do they let you drive like that on the road? Uh, no. <laughs> well, my truck, the light bar stays. Oh, well, yeah. I can barely hear you. <laughs> That's the problem with shooting on-scene no, episodes, that uh, we, we can't do sound prep prior. No, no, I forgot to turn that up. Aha! There we go. No. Nope. Still can't hear you. But we'll just talk to you. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. I'm, I'm down with that. Check, check, check. <laughs> That's a little that, better. Yeah, it's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's that part of the customer service call where the where the technician asks you, "Did you turn it on?" Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? <laughs> oh well, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> there goes our two other faces. Right. <laughs> there you go, David. You pissed off a major corporation. There you go. That's okay. We'll take care of him. <laughs> he, might, he might grow a third <laughs> arm or something. Take care Well, you know, we have your Look, Papa, I rushed for the supper. a little Private Ryan two others that were the founders and it started out with them being best friends and I'll let you go from there. Oh so. yeah, okay. Well, we started doing zombie runs and doing the zombie runs is like, well, we needed more of a theme to kind of add into it so we started doing Umbrella. Well, then we started checking out Comic-Cons and well, we've never seen anybody really doing Umbrella at the Comic-Cons and then everything just exploded from there. So we started being more involved with the cons and doing a lot more with Umbrella. And the more popular it got, the more we added to it. So, and it's just been a fun adventure. Oh, here? We have no idea anything about it. Yeah, we're, we're from Wichita, Kansas. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we used, to have a, we used to have an event here uh, called the Zombie Crawl. Uh-huh. And it was a it was like a 3K or a 5K event. Mm-hmm. It was all held downtown. And then it just kind of 
lack of a better term, kind of disappeared like a popcorn fart in the wind. That's the way a lot of those zombie runs we had in Wichita, Kansas happened too. I mean, they were going great guns and then just, it just quit. At COVID, everybody got scared. It's um, like, that's the real thing. Actually, <laughs> actually it, it happened before that. Yeah. yeah. See, but now that everybody's getting vaccinated, you know, that yeah. we can blame on you guys. Yeah, we got your yeah, vaccine. <laughs> and if you've seen the movie, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, see, that's the difference with us. Umbrella, we do track everything. I'm part of the asset retrieval team. So everybody's like, oh, so you go save the fellow employees. No, they're expendable. I've saved the company assets, which are the bioweapons. You don't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cut it out. But see, the best part about being a bioweapon, you could be worth zero. Living on the streets, you have nothing. Come work for us, we turn you into a bioweapon, you're worth millions. So, it's awesome. <laughs> no, you just go in a barrel and you get a little tattoo on the back of your neck. It's, it's cool. Some of that's classified, so... <laughs> Yeah. So. Agent 41. It's Agent 41. We could ask him. He could tell you. Oh, see, we were both wrong. It's 47. Yeah, apparently. it's Agent 47. Yeah. So I told you, you know, for those you can't see, I've got I'm my youngest, Reagan. He's back here. He's a... Uh, He's, he's gonna he's gonna do his best to out nerd us all day. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That's classified. <laughs> HR would have a fit if we told you. So, yeah, and you know I have no desire to be a bioweapon, so. I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, being is that you run the asset recovery team, you know their tactics. Yes. So you could play hide-and-seek for a long time. I could. Okay. But it's still dangerous. But, like, you know, if we lose containment in this building, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is there is an antivirus. The bad news is only we have it. Yeah, so, see, he likes mm -hmm. to collect. I like to destroy. Yeah. <laughs> That's his job. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm down with that. Need a new job? Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I am a, how would you say, I am your huckleberry. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know the phrase is wrong. I said I am instead of I'm. Yes. Yeah. It's Val Kilmer. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> I'll make you famous. But you got to be really pale when you oh, say that it. was Emilio Estevez. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. <laughs> so, uh, maybe on the propaganda side, uh, what's the one I didn't really like, though, was the last one because halfway through, we didn't even notice what was going on. Would that be mind over matter? 
Okay. I'm just yeah, because if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the propaganda movie was fairly dark because, well, they knew they were lying. <laughs> so, you know, they blame us for everything. And it was all under control till she went back to save her friends. Just saying. She had to open the Well, door. you said mind over matter, so, I mean, couldn't you also, with the propaganda argument, say that uh, because they didn't matter, Umbrella didn't mind? Well, our motto is, he with the most toys wins. I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, they don't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, she's eyeballing us. Yeah. <laughs> Get her. Funny you bring that up. <laughs> we harass everybody. We talk about. I also portray Negan. And so I have at con in front of Jay and that just walked by with Supernatural. I have. She didn't see me pull one of our mannequins out. And there was a guy running around with a Scooby-Doo mask on. Oh, God. He gave it to me, and I put it on the mannequin. She didn't see it. All she does is look over, and I'm beating him in the head with the baseball bat. Relentlessly. And all you hear is, oh, my God, what is he doing? (laughs) So, Don't we have video of that? We have video of that. And... Yeah. Oh, is it the 31st? I didn't know that. <laughs> city, depending on what city you live in, they celebrate it on either day. So, yeah. You know. Well, and, you know, in some communities, if they sparkle, I assume they're a vampire anyway. So that's the new thing. And if they do sparkle, they it, must it, die. Isn't that like the Northwest ver- you know, species or subspecies of vampire, though? It's definitely. Yeah, the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, not San Francisco. <laughs> Sorry, that threat. <laughs> depends on what you're throwing. I'm yeah. <laughs> it also depends on, you know, because there's it's the strippers without daddy issues that you have to look out yeah. for. Uh, <laughs> well, then you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call you me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Sure. Appreciate it, Absolutely. guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. There we go. Uh, welcome to Hunt What the Hell. We, now we have a cosplayer. that You make your own stuff. And you, you were talking about it. It was, uh, uh, it took you probably about eight hours. And it's, uh. Uh, the sculpt for the helmet takes took about eight hours, and then that's not incu- uh, including the time for molding, casting, and then painting. The armor forging itself, the full costume total, probably about 150 hours of work. Okay, okay. Uh, can you hand me my armor? Yeah. It's one good thing about podcasts is you basically don't really care about any of that. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, you also said it was therapeutic for you. It is. I love actually spending a lot of time sitting and sculpting, and uh, it helps get kind of the creative juices flowing, and I'm just kind of in the zone. Anytime I'm building anything, uh, I could be out there for eight, nine hours at a time, and I 
I'll forget to eat, I'll forget to do anything, and I'm just very happy, and I'm in my happy place. Yeah, that's the same thing with my, when I'm shooting arrows and everything like that. Uh, me and him, but well, me, I got started in archery and everything. When, when we, you know, it's a hobby that we just, and he started shooting arrows. He's like, man, this is, this is so therapeutic. Yeah, I mean, because, uh, I mean, we're both into shooting of, of, all, of all types, you know. Projectiles we love. Yeah, projectiles. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it, you know, I mean, I get it. Is you get in that zone, and it's very cathartic, and yep. and you, you get to that point where you're just kind of like, like, you know, we all have got those those refuges. You know, for me, it's it's shooting, it's it's baseball, it's you know, it's, it's hanging out with my kids, playing video games, stuff like that. And uh, I used to build model cars. Okay. So I mean, I kind of get it. I mean, I know that there's a lot more involved there, but. As far as like the the paying attention to detail aspect, I mean, I totally understand that. So yeah, it, I I used to have the patience to build models, and and I look and I see all these really cool costumes that are out there today, and I'm just like, I, I just don't know if I've got the patience for that anymore. But yet I say that, but I'm willing to sit behind a trigger for a couple of hours waiting for the wind to die down on a long shot. So you know, I I don't know. It'd be something. I, it just. Just like anything, I mean, I imagine that's got to get pretty expensive, though. It, it can, and it really depends on how in-depth we go with whatever you're doing. So foam fabrication is a real popular one with a lot of cosplayers because it is very inexpensive. You can build an, a good-looking suit of armor or uh, helmets or props or anything like that for uh, about 100 bucks, maybe, give or take. Yeah. The same price that you'd spend on a Halloween costume, a generic one at Spirit of Halloween. And then when you go into more in-depth, so I do a lot of uh, FX work as well. Um, I want to pursue it as a career when I get out of the military. Um, so going in that, those those materials, the molding materials for sculpting and casting and resin, then it really, the price starts to go up and up and up. But it also just depends on the time, too. Yeah. So I... And trust me, that FX stuff, because just, just getting into, because uh, I cut this with uh, Final Cut Pro. Mm-hmm. But all the extra stuff and everything, that gets expensive. It's like 50 bucks just for fire. For sure. You learn to use, really make do with things that you, uh, with whatever you have on hand. And getting into it as much as I have, I found out some of the random things that they were used. Like in the Alien movies, in the second Alien movie, the lips on the Xenomorph, I found out they actually used condoms to make the lips. And, and But it works. It's effective. Yeah. I, I've, I I've literally seen the uh, with the, the one the meme I sent you uh, a couple of days ago about the uh, uh, the Pringles can. Oh yeah, yeah. It made, made it into a uh, uh, what is it? What the hell? A uh, flashlight. <laughs> I didn't think about the name. I was like, what is that called? There's, there's an actual term for it. And for those of for those of you out there that are our loyal listeners, that was David interjecting our inappropriate segment of the show. <laughs> hey. So I, it, we're we're consistent and we're on message. So you go, yeah, all right, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I mean, ingenuity strikes when it strikes, right? Take advantage of what you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, so hey. you said you were in the military, so yes. so you're stationed out here at Shepherd, right? I am. I'm an instructor. Uh, I'm an armament systems instructor. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I so know nothing you... cool. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, bomb loading, actually. 
still get out of here. <laughs> See, I was in the army. I was in the infantry. So okay. you, you, you guys were one of my best friends. So I mean, you, you kept the planes loaded. So that's yep. that's that's a good that's a plus. And, you know, I, 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 I see your costume now. I see the chainmail codpiece. So it's like, did you order it like that, or did did you just did you painstakingly put that together? I've tried my hand at chainmail, and it is the most tedious thing I've ever done in my entire life. So I have a friend who specializes in it. So I actually commissioned her to build the, the chainmail piece because it goes. It's not only a cod piece; it actually goes all the way around. So it's a full chainmail skirt that I used on a medieval spawn costume. Oh. I can't do chainmail; it's hard. Medieval spawn. See, now you're speaking to my childhood right there, man. <laughs> I've done a couple of house spawns actually. Tomorrow. Um, my dad, who's the same build as me, to show a little bit more of the work, he's going to be rocking my gunslinger husband that I recently did. Oh, nice. So the western, it's got the, we've got the whole western. We actually, I went with a more traditional style cowboy hat yeah. instead of the 10-gallon one. A little, little creative inputs here and there. Yeah, see, and I'm seeing your costume. And then I see Deadpool variants, uh, Harley Quinn variants. I, this this Beetlejuice over here rocking with the the handbook for the recently deceased purse, that that's cool for me. I'm like man. And then you got that guy. Where did he go? Um, he was walking around in the Venom costume. Yeah, he's right. He's right over there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Venom and Carnage. Yeah. I, like the headpiece alone. I'm just like, I'm geeking out over it. And obviously we got the 501st guys over here, and and I'm I'm just like. And the Umbrella Corp. Right? Yeah, the Umbrella Corp over here. You got the, the Supernatural uh, baby. Yeah. Yes. From, the, from the actual show, from the uh, episode of Scooby-Doo turn, uh, crossover. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. the inside sign. I looked at it. Okay. Yeah. And, but they actually gave baby to Jensen Ankles. Yeah, one of the, one yeah, of the no, original. The, yeah. the original. The yeah. original. Yeah, it's like they handed him the keys. He got in and said, all right, see you. And he drove off set. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's down in Austin right now. Yeah. Jensen yeah. Ackles, actually, um, because he's done voice work for DC movies, he was the Red Hood, and then and under the Red, uh, the Batman Long Halloween, he's voicing Batman. Yeah. Right. He actually has posted, uh, he cosplays the characters that he voices. And um, he's on the he's going to be on the new season of The Boys. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. I can't, oh, I love that show, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be so good. Season three, as long as, as long as it's like, did you notice all these post-COVID productions? I mean, they're coming out, and it just kind of seems like they're half-assed a little bit. Yeah, but... You know, I'm like, please don't do that with the boys. Please don't. I, well, I don't well, see that. The black, the Blacklist, the last episode of uh, last year's season, uh, they did most of it uh, as an uh, anime. And they had just had to do the voice work for it. I'll be glad when this is a distant, dusty footnote in the annals of history. Facts. God. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of when it goes down to the point that everyone has become so adapted to it. It's like, oh, it's 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 COVID season, just like the flu season. <laughs> get your, time to go get shots. Flu season, COVID season. Yeah. Flu season, COVID season. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It's like something out of freaking Looney Tunes, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm at least happy enough to see that people are, things are getting back to normal, like with yeah. the convention and all that. It, it definitely it breaks from the norm. Yeah, and I'll admit, you know, this I, I, I didn't expect it to be this this busy today because, I mean, usually the first day of anything, you're going to get those smaller crowds and they usually wait till like, day two or three. But this, this for, for the size building that we're in, I mean, this is this is pretty pretty active today, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Well, I, 
uh, Sundays when uh, I usually go to like Dallas or the uh, Wizard Cons because it's it, it you can get with uh, a couple of actors and everything and you can talk with them and it's a lot easier to do that. But during like a Saturday, uh, Friday's a good uh, Friday night's a good one too. But on like a Saturday, God, it's yeah. it's asses and elbows in there. Oh, for sure. I, I plan on making my way out to Dallas this year too. So yeah, I'm hoping to go down to Dallas too. If we can, if if we can make it, talk to the people, and probably get a cast there. Too. Well, yes. and and I had been talking with my girlfriend last night. I, I told her what we were doing today, and because uh, I know that there's a huge comic convention down in Houston. Yeah. Yep. So now, you know, we've got inroads to get to that one now. So I mean, there you go. We we could take this thing. On the road. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we can. And one of our things, though, was because uh, he he freaks out whenever he meets, like, a famous person or someone that he thinks <laughs> is famous. Dude. Okay, now, in all full full disclosure, let me preface his little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You want me to describe it or you want no, me no, to No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Before he uh, embellishes this, this, this tale... <laughs> I make it better. It was, it was a half-hearted comment that I had made in a text message, and I was caught completely off guard because I was watching TV with my kids that morning. Yeah. So it was at he, night, buddy. No, it, it. It was at night because it, I got done. Yeah, with that's the right. Pack. It was that afternoon. It was in. Yeah, it was that early, late afternoon. You're right. So, he's going down to the Total Archery Challenge, uh, sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee, and. See, there's our obligatory plug. I was about to say, that was a good plug, brother. I like right. that. So, uh, I had made like a half, you know, half-hearted comment. I'm like, you know, I better get a FaceTime call from Matt Best. And I had completely forgotten about it. Didn't think anything about it. I'm like, these dudes are way too busy. They don't have time to be screwing around calling people on FaceTime. And so I'm, I'm sitting there watching TV with my kids and my phone rings it's him calling me on facetime i'm like oh okay so he just kind of wants to show off and whatever so i answer the phone and there's matt best on my phone screen and i'm like oh shit <laughs> and i'm like hold up i walk outside i'm sitting there, i'm thinking i'm a, I, I instantly became a little girl a little you became girl a little girl i became a little girl because i was like holy crap my beard was not Brushed, it wasn't groomed. I mean, I need to prepare myself up for Matt Best. Of course, I kind of understand it. I mean, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, man. Hey, you know, how are you? You know, and he had just dropped a new music video, so I had mentioned that. And he pans the phone over, and his wife, who was in the video with him, is standing right behind him. And he's like, he's like, blind date, motherfucker. And I'm like, See, that's it. That's that's what's up right there. Yeah, okay. That's dope. That's really they're dope. They're actually good people. Yeah, and I told him, and I, 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 I probably committed the biggest faux pas out there. I was like, look, um, I'm going to let you go, so that way I don't run the risk of fangirling too hard. And he was like, fangirling. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and then, and then then he was like, yeah, man, we need to, you know, sit down and have a couple beers. And I'm like, I know that he was probably just saying that to appease, but I'm like, Fucker, I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> I really am. So you know, it's it's uh, yeah. I, so yeah. See now, now I outed myself. You don't have the opportunity to try to make me look like dog water. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh, 
Well, well, the thing about that is, is he goes up and he's like, "How can you do that?" Well, I was in services, so I had a I had a conversation with like celebrities and everything. There's only like one celebrity I want to punch in the face, and that's Wayne Newton. I was about to say, do tell. Wayne Newton. What happened was, is uh, we had uh, at the base, and this is during uh, Operation During Freedom. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jay Leno had came, and we had to set them up. We I was like uh, Chris Isaac, yeah. uh, Dwight Yoko. Such as the entertainer, they're at our base, and they had another second going to the Navy base because we're at Bahrain. Well, we had gotten everybody together at our base and sent them onto the plane. It was fine. Uh, Drew Carey wanted to stay a little bit longer at the Navy base and sign more autographs. We we're fine with that. We were like, "Hey, we're going to get these uh, people to the uh, uh, airport. We're going to come back." We come back. We get Drew Carey to the uh, thing. We get him to the airport. Here's fucking Wayne Newton screaming at him uh, off the top of the head, and I just became best friends with Drew Carey because you know we were just hanging out and just swapping stories. Yeah. It, it, it was that kind of moment. It wasn't anything big or anything. It's just guys hanging out, guys hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. And I swear, I was like, "Hey, Drew, you want me to knock him out? I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not choking right now. He's being an ass." It's like, no, he's just tired. <laughs> but every every person that I've, uh, I've talked to about Wayne Newton that met Wayne Newton, they're like, no, he's legitimate. You're right. Yeah. You should have punched him in the face. <laughs> but I also, uh, doing the whole uh, nerd out and everything like that, I've only nerded out once, and that was meeting Stanley. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, see that? You have to. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the legend. Yeah. I didn't even full on meet him. He walked by. I was in uh, the L.A., station in vegas at the time and he happened to be walking by to do a sign-in and i'm sitting there and i was like oh it's the man it's the man of stan lee and he turns and he points at me and he goes hey excelsior and there's like a few other people in there but i'm like i'm complete now the man just pointed at me and said excelsior i don't know if he's talking to me but i'm happy i can die happy i'm, my, I'm good exactly what's really <laughs> bad is my dad had like made his day stanley's day because my dad because i was talking to him and everything like that I was like, hey, he's in the army, or he was in the army in World War II. Why don't you give him an army coin? He gave him an arm, he gave Stan Lee an army coin. And just to see Stan Lee's just lot, eyes, because he, he, my dad handed it to him. He's like, here you go, sir. And because we weren't allowed to touch him, it wasn't, yeah. uh, it was, it's like uh, the year before he died. Okay. And, you know, in 95, he's yep. going to catch everything, especially if you go to conventions. You get, even uh, Hafer was talking about it when he was going to shot shows. It's called the Shot Show, uh, show Flu. Because you're just going around everywhere, shaking hands and everything like that. For sure. And uh, he goes up, and he just literally just, you just see this glow. And he's like, oh, oh, thank you so much. And I was like, there you go, Dad. You you rocked Stanley's day today. That's awesome. But, yeah, and uh, thank you for joining us on this, though. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. it and if you, uh, since you're in town and everything, uh Look us up on uh, Angry Moon Production for okay. Facebook. That's where this cast is going. We're going to post it there, but we're on YouTube also. All right, cool. So if you go ahead and uh, post that, uh, take a look at it. But catch you next time, man. Yeah, yeah depending absolutely. on where you catch your podcast, we're on Spotify and Apple also. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks no for having problem. me. Have a good one. You too. Another episode of What the Hell. Uh, segment. For those of segment, you keeping yeah. score at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, she caught my eye only because she brought my car 
into this area for the con and uh, she has a 1967 Impala and if anybody is a Supernatural friend you can go ahead and uh, come down here and uh, check it out and uh, for a donation of what, $15? Yeah, we take pictures of people in the car, in front of it, back at the trunk with the weapons box holding it prop. Um, whatever pose that you want, three of them for $15, one for $5. So it just depends on what your budget is, what okay. fits. Uh, now, how did you get, because uh, I know that I was going to actually uh, buy one at one point in time, uh, just a bare bones one. Mm -hmm. Uh, it would have cost me like $9,000. How much did that cost you? Well, that's an <laughs> quite, original. Quite a bit more than that. No, they didn't come in black. They didn't, the 1960. No. This one, she started at Maroon, and mm -hmm. she was built in California in the first week in January 1967 mm -hmm. um, at the Van Nuys uh, Chevrolet plant, mm -hmm. and came here um, in 2000. Uh, 17 okay. with, with that's when I bought her and she was restored mostly up to the supernatural replica in 2015 oh, okay and so I bought her from a friend of mine and you got it California. signed and everything right? yeah there's the signatures for the from most of the um, actors on the show or is on the dashboard and I have a lot of the props in the trunk that are signed by the actors also oh, awesome like the awesome. angel blade Misha Collins has signed, and the Angel Tablet, and the uh, weapons, uh, some Ruth Connell, Henry Winchester, John Winchester, a lot of signatures in there awesome. from cons. So it's it's been a, a pretty sweet ride. We what, what, drove down from Oklahoma City okay. yesterday, and so she, she's not a trailered car. We drive her and enjoy Do you let her rip? Absolutely. Well... You I'm have not gonna, to. I'm not going to race or anything, but she does sound pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to get into it every once in a while just to keep the cylinder walls clean. Absolutely. Right? Every yeah, couple so. weeks, we go run errands, go to the grocery store. We get looks everywhere. Nice. My people is, appreciate is it, the car because it's a muscle car, and she's pretty. And then you can always tell the difference between a, a fan and somebody who just appreciates the car. Usually get a... A salute or a thumbs up from a car lover and a hyperventilation from a fan. Oh no! What's <laughs> What's really funny is is uh, I was we were doing uh, I was doing a uh, uh, honor flight. We take a bunch of veterans to Washington D.C. and uh, that car showed up right in front of our hotel because yeah. the convention was inside yeah, Washington, the hotel. Yeah, Washington D.C. I know the person who owns that car. Okay. We, yeah, the, those of us who have these cars that are completed, screen-accurate cars, we all know each other. Oh, really? All over the country, yeah. Well, that was and like two or three years ago. We, yeah, we met with 11 Impalas in Austin, Texas, okay. uh, at Jensen's Brewery, the family yeah, yeah, business yeah. beer company, um, two years ago. And Jensen actually sat in my car. Oh, awesome. Um, during that meeting and 11 of us were there at the brewery we come from all over the country and get together a couple times a year oh awesome yeah it's pretty so fun. It, we're, it's we're one kinda, of tight-knit com uh, community it kind of is car. we take care of each other and and um share the conventions in various places based on where we're located and um so a lot of places in the country you can see these cars at conventions and 
uh, car shows. I, I know a lot of my friends take their cars to car shows too. We win special interest all the time. Awesome. Now I know <laughs> I know that like with the Back to the Future, the on the with the DeLoreans, there was yeah. actually only seven actual bodies or cars yes. that were used for the filming. Yes. There were eight. There were eight. Yeah. Yeah. So you you know so every have you talked with all of the original owners? Well, or? the Warner Brothers owned all of them. Okay. The original cars were all owned by Warner Brothers, and there were seven of them DeLoreans, like you said. The, there were eight Impalas. Yeah. And, you know, one of them came apart, just like the one, the DeLorean, so they could film from on top and break the front off, and the, you know, and then there's six of them that actually drive. And right now, there's three left. Of those eight, one of them is Jensen's, one is Jared's, and then one Warner Brothers still owns. Okay. So the rest of them, unfortunately, didn't survive. Yeah. Okay. And so the fact that he that that they signed your car. Yes. I mean, this since, one. Yeah. This one was not screen used. Right. Uh, my car was actually in Hollywood for the premiere of the Scooby Natural episode. Yeah. So we the. Jensen, Jared, and Nisha, and then Scooby-Doo. They were all there <laughs> with the mystery machine. So she has a few feathers in her cap. And Hollywood, the Hollywood parodies, I don't, if you're a fan of Supernatural, you've seen the Hollywood yeah. parodies. And this car was used in both of those. Awesome. Yeah. See, so, now, every, every, when you're watching the show, every time, when you bought this uh, vehicle, when they actually wrecked the car in the show, yes. did you have a heart attack? Because a lot of people that collected the, the, <laughs> the Dodges from, like, Dukes of Hazzard yeah. have so much uh, hard time. Yeah. Because they can't find parts, we, original parts. And this is the, quite the same. When this car, Eric Kripke is the show creator, originally wanted a 65 Mustang for yep. this show uh -huh. and his, a friend of neighbor his said no 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 you gotta have a car you can fit a body in the trunk yeah and so he said you need a an impala yeah and this and is they a did use the mustang in one of the shows that was uh, one, one of the episodes. dream episodes yeah, in the dream alternate episodes. alternate uni universe so yeah there was an homage to what eric wanted in that in one of the later seasons but this one uh is a four-door hardtop mm -hmm. which is uh, hard to find because most of these cars were parted out for the two-door to be restored. Yeah, yeah. So car collectors and car people don't do much of a nod to the four-door cars. But this is the one they picked for the Supernatural episodes in the show. And she's a character in the show just as much as Sam and Dean. Yeah, I love are, that. I love the episode where they just used her. Yes, that's that's baby, and that was in season eleven, yeah. and it was from her perspective. The whole yeah, whole the episode. whole episode. It yeah. was freaking awesome. That car got pretty well, and it that wasn't the number one in three cars. Those are the ones they wreck and paint and fix back up all the time. Yeah. Um. So that's one of the the six that runs. Yeah. But it, the first one in the end of season one that got hit by the semi. That one was not repairable, and it's on the set with weeds growing out of it to this day. What do you day. mean it's not repairable? Not the repairable. The whole season and everything, like, oh, yeah. wait. According to, Movie it's pretend, magic. right? It's not <laughs> <Movie> real. <magic. laughs> She's still up there, though. I mean, she was on set clear to the end. Oh, wow. The wrecked one. Yeah, you had said that, you know, you could tell who the fan is versus the car lovers, because mm -hmm. I'm pulling up into the parking lot this morning, or this afternoon, and 
I get a text from him. He's like, dude, they have baby. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Did you know what he meant? Yeah, I okay. knew what he meant. But no, I'm just eventually, like, I'm just eventually. Like, I'm just sitting there going, baby? Baby. I, I, I knew, I knew what the car child. was called, and I was like, no, not that. And then yeah. we came in and saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. I, so... She's appreciated by car people and fans. So. so the interview before you, he tried to punk me out. Uh-oh. You know, because I like fangirl. Did it because, work? Well, no, because I, I beat him to the punch. Okay. I outed myself. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was he was trying to give me crap for fangirling. And I'm like, yeah, he totally fan. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he totally fangirled over the car. <laughs> I love cars. It, it, it's nostalgic because of the actual precedence of the show and everything like that. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, man, I love working on cars. I love I love just the sound of an actual real muscle car and everything. Yeah. Where, yeah. I where can't you have starter like the, in here, but you can hear when we leave. Oh, it sounds yes. Good inside. I, I, I can... <laughs> I can smell the exhaust and I know what kind of car it is. That's how, how much deep down the rabbit hole I get into. It's pretty cool. Windows rolled down and the tunes turned up and then oh, yeah. on the highway, here we go. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I will have to say that the the uh, coolness has not worn off. Oh, yeah. Uh, something like that. I mean, <laughs> even because I had a, a, a 60, uh, 67 Chevelle. Well, that's my car's little sister. Really? Yeah, the Chevelle is the 400 just the, or the, team, the smaller version of the Impala. The 400? They look very similar. Did you put a 400 in it? This one, only ha- this one has a 350. Ah. It's original with the transmission, too. So, so you imagine serial number sometimes yeah. needs we, to take precedence. We, lo- we left that. A lot of um, well, what totally is under the hood and then the back and then what's interior is not stock in this yeah. car because we had to match I'll- it to the... Yeah, well, I mean, that aside, but, I mean, you said, you know, original engine and transmission in there. That's so as long as the serial numbers match on yeah. that to the, to the chassis, that's all, that's all that a lot of people actually Well, well and that's the way some of the, car, the cars on the set were like that, except for the one they put a big block in. Yeah. That was different. They, yeah. they added that. Yeah, that, that, that hit a little bit different. It's a little spicy. Yeah. Well, I retrofitted my uh, yes. 67. Because... God, those old cars, the brakes, the steering. She does have disc brakes, but the ones on the show do too. So, yeah. It's, you know, she's exactly it. like the ones on, yeah, on the Yeah, I show. had to retrofit. Down to it. the battery. I, I tried I tried, turn, <laughs> I, I tried doing a U-turn once without all the power staying and everything. Yeah, that's And I've got a good workout for the rest of the week. You can do, you can drive them without power steering, but it's, I wouldn't recommend it at slow speeds. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, that's that. Then, then, then that's why you start remembering the fact that they've got suicide knobs on a lot of the steering wheels. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Well, it, it, it's basically a trucker's wet drink with a suicide knob. So. Well, everybody should come check her out if you're a supernatural. Oh, fan I'm getting pictures as soon as we can, get we get our yeah. all of our stuff done. You can sit in the car, and Jensen actually was sitting in my car, so you'll be sitting I right where he sit was. I just want to sit in the car. <laughs> that I take the, the photos. Okay. We've yeah. got the army man in the ashtray in the back seats oh, we've got the i love you so much the initials the boys carved in the package tray are back there just make sure the that before trap he in sits trunk. in your car that the keys are nowhere near they're it. not okay. they're around my neck right here <laughs> i'm not helping you with this one at all sorry just not happening 
<laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> look, look right. man, I'll jump in the car till we go hurt some some people. I won't ask you any questions. I'll just, well, I just, I want to know whose car are we taking. But as far as stealing baby, that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that they put baby in the corner. <laughs> they did actually. We're in the corner. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It. We were making fun of that when we saw it because it was baby in the corner. They actually made a reference to that in the yeah. show too. Yeah. So. No there's, one puts there's baby a, in the corner. There's a gift for everything in Supernatural. So. Yes. <laughs> 327 episodes, 15 years, you can find any subject that you want. Exactly. I have a friend of mine who's a little bit more OCD than I am about, she's got charts and all kinds of stuff for trivia no. for the show, and she can come up with them just like that. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll stand by with that challenge. Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't go up against her. Uh, she's good. I had a friend of mine just, he was like, hey, Dave, what was that episode where they blah, blah, blah? He just described it. And I was like, it's this one. He's like, how'd you do? It's like, dude, I I get bored. I watch it like constantly. Yeah, me too. It's so entertaining. When I mean, I'm, when yeah, I'm, I'm making I'm all in, my swag, it's on the TV. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things. It's like the first two seasons, because I, uh, I was not really into it and I had to relive the first two seasons but after that as like after like the second season that's where I got really really hooked and I just it was <laughs> it was just so entertaining now the only other thing is is like with our uh, psychos and sociopaths episodes and that's basically talking about serial killers and everything like that what is it with women and and like like horror stuff most of the women listen to the, the uh, crazy stuff like women fans, yeah. Because like, uh, most of the fans for Supernaturals are women. I mean, you have it men. They, you're that right. Watch they are. It. It's very. But if you go to the conventions and everything, it's, it's mostly women. Yes, it's changing a little bit, but I would say still ninety percent. Yeah. So if you go to a Supernatural convention and you're a guy, there's a good ratio there yeah. to find a, <laughs> another fan <Yeah>. or a date <laughs> or a date, whatever. <laughs> like interests, you know. Yeah. You got you. You got to go with that. But I think. This show is very well written. It's very smart. Yes. And because you recognize or notice things that you didn't see the first time, it's not a hardship to watch it again. No. And because you're always picking up something new, another little tidbit, another little reference to social, uh, you know, pop culture. They do a lot of that in the show, and it's appreciated by people who are fans of of like Comic-Con, all yeah. this stuff, we understand all those references. And, yeah. And so it's super cool. And I don't know, maybe women are a little weird, which is why we like the horror shows and Supernatural. And it scares me a little. I had a, I had a, I had a job interview with uh, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, and I was talking to the... That's really good. Yeah. I'd like a cup right now, as a matter of fact. That is the, uh, <clears throat> the only coffee I drink, so yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, I, I had an inter- the the HR lady was. <laughs> we were we were talking. She's like, "Well, we can probably get you as a producer on one of our podcasts." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that'll be uh, that'll be awesome." The interview lasted about thirty minutes, and twenty eight minutes of that is trying to talk about how to get rid of a body. Yeah, there's numerous ways to do that. It's not a usually don't lead with that. I didn't lead <laughs> with that. 
Zip ties, feral she hogs, yeah. East Texas, know. and yeah. diesel fuel. Yeah. yeah. That's, that covers a lot of bases there, yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming up You're on welcome. our show. You're welcome. Um, we'll end on that note, right? <laughs> yeah, right. always, you, always end with a dead body. <laughs> on, the, on the way to getting rid of it, it fits in the trunk. So, yeah, so. it so does fit in the just trunk. Just make sure that you line it with a tarp and you have a drain hole somewhere so you can spray it out later. Yep, yep. that's important. And that, sure that's, 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 uh, that's how Casey Anthony almost got caught. Yeah. See? But you, do don't, you don't have to be freaked out. There's no body in the trunk here, so we're good. I'm going to check it <laughs> Just out. Just weapons. <laughs> Lots of weapons. All right, ma'am. Thank you very much for coming on. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Welcome to What the Hell. Now we're in another segment. We got an actual ranger, like military ranger. Right? The real, no, real deal? No. Like, like a Ford Ranger pickup? Ford Ranger. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... The, I, look, I looked at your stuff and everything. The one thing that I was actually impressed of is the one thing I actually watched like constantly, Pleasantville. Yes, the movie. Your, your Mark, right? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what the last name was there for a second. Oh, she's got it. She's already, she's already not. It's like, that's what it was. That was what it was. <laughs> and my lackeys is what they called them, the little crew that walked up with yes, me. Yes, you're, the, you're, the, uh, you're the bad guy. I now. was the bad guy, and I was getting ready to head over to her house and get hooked up but she got zapped into the tv you know what a bitch what a bitch no uh the funny thing about that when i was recording that the director he said here's what i want you to say so we went in did our little shot basically i knocked on the door and immediately said bitch (laughs) no i didn't even say bitch i said something else but uh I had a weird look on my face, evidently, because he goes, what's wrong? And I was like, well, you didn't even give her time to answer the door. Oh. Well, what else is wrong? And I said, well, I wouldn't have called her or whatever it was you know, you had wrote down. He goes, so what would you say? You're the young kid. I was like, well, she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I love it. Say it. Say it. So that's how that all worked out. Yeah, it, most of the time when the best lines in any kind of movie or TV show is just ad-lib. Ad-lib, yep. I was like... Uh, like uh, Zoolander where uh, they're talking David Duchovny's character is talking giving him all this intelligent stuff and everything like that and he just what? (laughs) it's it Oh. And it just made that scene. It does. It's so weird. So in the Power Rangers, they didn't want us to ad lib or anything, but in Pleasant Valley, it's totally cool with it. Now, did you did you have to put on the whole suit and everything? Because I know the original first ones, they just used the the footage from the uh, it was it Korean Japanese right Japanese. So basically, if the helmet was on, then it was generally a little Japanese dude in the outfit doing the stunts. But there was a lot of times I had the suit on with no helmet. So, therefore, it was. Yeah. Okay, so do you actually know any kind of martial arts or anything like yeah. that? Or? Yeah, um, so I, I was taking a martial arts right before I went in for the audition. And that's one of the questions I asked. Do you have any martial arts background? I was like, yeah. And I just said a little bit about it, and that was it. They didn't make me do any kind of martial arts in front of them or anything. Didn't have to bring in a belt to prove my color, nothing. Really? I would have brought in silver, you know. <laughs> uh, I guess the biggest question he said, bring your book so a portfolio has your photos in it. Yeah. And he was flipping through the book of pictures, and he seen a picture where I had blonde hair because I was doing, like, Brad Pitt look-like work. 
And he said, would you be willing to dye your hair? And I was like, well, if it gets me the part, sure. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, pay me to do my hair. Just don't make me do it myself. But back in 1998, any kind of chemicals you put on your head to try to bleach your hair would just burn your scalp. Oh, yeah. So it hurt back then. And as soon as you got roots, man, they were separating that stuff and lighting you up on fire to redo it. Tough. That's the reason why I never really dyed my hair. Everybody was like, oh, you you can dye your hair and do it. I was like, no, it hurts. Yeah, nowadays it's not bad, though. Yeah, still no. Still no. Yeah, you go from this dark to blonde and your hair feels like straw. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It does. It hurts. Like, just falls yeah. out of your head. And I knocked on my neighbor's door, and he answered the door, and they were like, what's up, man? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was before all this majestic man started doing it. I was just like, I legitimately walked over to their house, and I, I had a pair of, like, big baggy jeans and white jeans, and they were, they were like, gold necklace with a big clock, you know? <laughs> So did you did you actually were you with him with the blonde moments or anything? No. You should go back. You should just like tempt him to go back to the blonde. I like the silver. Oh, you like the you like the salt and pepper? I do. Yeah, she's been telling me. She keeps telling me, don't shave. Go to one of these and don't shave. And I'm like, oh, it's so hard. You know what? You know what's really sad about uh, about that? I was doing the whole thing because I hate I hate, I hate beards. It's starting out until like. The whole reason why I have a beard now is because everybody thought I was sick. It's like, do you have cancer or something? It's like, no, I work nights and oh, I don't see the, the sunlight. sunlight. Yeah. And everybody was like so passionate. Like, So I had to grow the beard. And that first two to three weeks of growing the beard is just... It's tough. I, I had... Head and shoulders, lots of beard oil. I mean, I felt like uh, a prima donna half the time doing that. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of. It is a lot of work. It, it really is. Yeah, yeah. We we get. kind of one of the reasons why I shave. You know, everybody remembers me being 23 years old and I show up looking 60 with gray hair. Nah, so I generally shave it off. That, I would, yeah. The silver and the hair is not a bad, you know, but the facial thing. I didn't even know there was beard oil until she bought me some. I was like, what am I supposed to do with that? Just put it on. No, what... <laughs> Good to know. Now, now we're gonna have to give them like notes and everything like that where to go to now. Because uh, uh, uh. j- just her light of the eyes of her is just like yes. My girlfriend legitimately bought me a straightening brush. Wow. Like thirty-five bucks on Amazon, it heats up like four hundred degrees and just super straight. 
I would have half a beard on one side because it fell off. I'd over, I'd melt it. Oh no, no they're ceramics. Yeah. Did you ever you ever see that one late? Uh, it was like a little girl. She was like showing off how to do curls and everything. It melted and her hair. Melted her hair. There's a bunch <laughs> of those. <laughs> I'm a very dark person. I just find that hilarious. I watch it over like five minutes. It Oh yeah, and, and their, their teeth, teeth fall out. out. Yeah. Like, see, that's just that's natural. Get yeah. rid of those. Don't need the warning signs at all. No. No. Way. no. But uh, how mo- you do uh, the convention? One thing I was actually uh, kind of curious about is like, how does how how does one get like started doing like conventions and everything? If you're like you know a celebrity or something like that, or do they actually reach out to you? Uh, good question. I'll tell you how I got into it. So the Red Power Ranger for my season five years and three or four months ago, I guess, was coming to Oklahoma, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. But he started dating a girl from Oklahoma, found me and said, hey, I'm coming to Oklahoma. You want to meet up? I was like, well, totally, you know. He shows up at my work, and then he said, hey, tomorrow I'm going to a comic book store. You want to hang out? I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, whatever. Hey, can can you print off a couple of pictures and bring them with you? Well, that's weird, but all right. Print off some pictures, show up to a comic book store and do a signing. Had no idea that's what was going to happen. Okay. And then when that was done, he said, okay, so the next one you're going to is? Oh, so I just fell into it. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. That, that, most of the people that have uh, heard about this, like people like end up uh, contacting their uh, agent or manager right. or something like that. You just, you're just like... Hey guys, I'm here. I got photos. Yeah, that's how it worked out. I had, I had no representation. Well, it's Showed like up. it's like it's like me with a couple of the person. We got a uh, uh, a, a, fl- a wooden flag, uh, a, a Betsy Ross flag, wooden and everything. I'll, I was like, hey, yeah, I would totally uh, want that because it's it's wavy, so it'll damping the sound and everything like that in our studio. And he was like. Oh man, I'm so glad I, uh, that you reached out to me and bought it. I was like, I, well, yeah, I love you know helping yeah, out small it. businesses and everything. No big deal. We'll have you on this uh, show. It was like, really? I would really. Do I hear a fan? <laughs> this is this is weird. This is this is kind of like. He liked it. He was like, yeah, dude. I listened to a couple of episodes and I love it. I was like, huh? I like weird. It. Come on. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you can come by. I, I I do that with a lot of people, and, and it's really strange that when when I get a person like we had a, a guy that uh, just came on, he was like, "How can you do an hour show, or even like a four hour show?" And I was like, "It's so easy because of the conversation." And it, like like you're it's like it's just five minutes. It's like. It can be. I mean, I'll let it roll. I don't care. Uh-huh. As long as I still have data on my phone and everything like that, I wipe everything. The only other person that's topped him is another guy, and he's our uh, political commentator. And it's like three to four hours. And I'm the editor, and I don't like that. The Red Power Ranger Chris does... Um, is it Twitch? Something like that. He'll play a video game, and everybody logs in to watch him play the video game, and he'll play for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Ronda Rousey does that too. She plays a whole Warcraft. 
Matt does that too. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Henry Cavill does it too. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the king of the nerds though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well a lot of times, you know, we do a convention and they'll say, Hey, do you mind doing um, some kind of Q and A panel or whatnot? And depending on who's there, uh, I'll set the amount of time, you know, because I can pretty much top out in 15 minutes. It's the same thing I've always, you know, same questions, same answers. Yeah. It kind of gets old, but if you get more than one, say, Power Ranger up there, and you can start talking about a bunch of other stuff, then that's cool. But so we've done some after dark panels where they get to ask adult questions and just kind of whatever goes. That's fun. That can go for a long time. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't think about it. It's like after dark Power Rangers and Q&A. Yeah. Well, I, I told you about that that accidental uh, celebrity I ended up having dinner oh, with. Yeah. But, I, I I had I was talking to this guy. I apparently I won some dinner. I was having I was having dinner with this guy, and he was like really into Star Wars and comics, like really into Star Wars. I was a Star Wars fan. It's obvious. But this guy was like, you know who the guy was? Mark Hamble. That's who it was? Yes. I was like... No wonder he's really into it. Well, this is, this is like 2000, this is like 2000, 2001 era where internet, you can't search, I didn't search and everything. And I was like, man, you're really into Star Wars. I didn't think, I didn't think this was going to, you know, end up being any cool. It's like, you do know who I am. It's like, no. <laughs> nope, sure nope. don't. Yeah. And that probably made his day just for it, the fact it that did, you didn't geek we, out and ask him a bunch of weird, yeah, we normal had, questions. Yeah, and I was just, I, I got a free meal. That was all I was thinking about. Thanks for feeding me. Yeah, that was, that, that's the whole thing. Do I get feed? I get I get grub? Okay, whatever. Uh-huh. Make sure he's not a douchebag. Right. But thank you for having, a, uh, thank you for coming on for this. Yeah, and thank you. Appreciate it no very problem. much. You guys got any other questions that are crazy that I have never been asked? Oh, you don't want that open that door. Well, see, because we're on YouTube, we don't really necessarily... I'm sure we had a guy cancel to watch it, but it's like... Because they got lazy parents. I'm just going to say, you know, I'm just going to call it. It's probably 3 a.m. and somebody's watching this right now. No, 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 I got... I got. We at least at some point... Yeah, well... No, earmuffs, earmuffs. I got to... I got to... Is there like like a ranger orgy or anything like that? That you had to go to? The after dark orgy? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Is it really? You just nail all of them. All of them? Yeah. It, no, no. No. All, all of the red and silver Power Rangers are always the dominant ones, so we're never on bottom. That's the That's the, yes, pink and yellow. Pink and yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys for having me. And thank you for showing up, Andy, again. Your life had your childhood (laughs) (laughs) ended. Welcome to What the Hell, another uh, thing from the Wichita Falls Comic Con. And we're with Boyle Johnson. Not making that up. We're talking about that right now. That is an awesome fucking name. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Did, your your parents just was like, we got this. 
Yeah, I'm actually uh, named after my dad. His, he was uh, Royal Johnson, the original. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. so you're like a you're Junior Royal Johnson? Or <laughs> senior Royal, Royal, Royal Johnson? Royal Johnson Jr. Sounds like I'm going to have big hair or something. <laughs> Maybe the first or third. <laughs> so growing up, you were you were you were little Royal Johnson. Well, it's coming by my middle name, Nigel. So oh, okay. kind of to, uh... That's not as fun though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. And you do comic books. Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't get to uh, read it or anything like that. What what, what is it, what's your comic book going on, and what is it based on? Well, um, it's kind of based on a little bit of my life and people that I met and stuff like that. But it's a story about a boy, his name is Manuel, and his dream is to be a professional basketball player. And so this comic follows his journey from just having the dream to actually working to make it happen. Okay, so it's a morale one. Uh-huh, See, yes, I, was, I, I, I initially got this to start, you know, giving people morale and everything, and I was so afraid I was going to be like, oh... I'm gonna I'm gonna make somebody you know feel good and everything. And the next moment I'm gonna find out he committed genocide. So that's my one fear. Yeah. Like telling a person maybe you should get out of uh, art school and just become a political uh, person. It, it probably wouldn't add it. it. It's not like it had any kind of uh, thing in history, right? No, no. I mean, it's not like people that are watching our show are gonna become the next Jim Jones. Or anything like that. So I think I think that we're pretty safe. By the uh, way, that was Hitler. Oh. Yeah, he was a he was an art student beforehand, yeah, right, right, yeah. and yeah, we have World War Two jokes. <laughs> we go with the Holocaust. Yeah. We're yeah. dark here. Hopefully, I won't take it that far. This is going to work out for me. No, 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 no. No, there's 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 certain certain humors that that are off limits. So yeah, I mean it's. The dark humor that he and I employ, it's its a coping mechanism. So, I mean, because he and I are both veterans, so it's, okay. it, it just kind of comes with the territory a little bit. Yes, you know, I mean, we're just not one of those, it's its not that dark humor that we throw in people's face or anything like that, but, you know, it's its its still, like, sometimes, like, I'll come up with a joke or I'll think about something, and then I have to step back and go, oh, fuck, did I, s- where did that come from? <laughs> Oh no! I did. I did even worse when I was up at work this week. Yeah. Some guy was like, "Man, I bet uh, I, don't, I haven't talked to my uh, uh, father in a while." I was like, "I haven't talked to my mother in about twenty years." He was like, "Why?" Because she put a hole, a hole in her head. She killed herself. He's like, "Dude, that just went really dark." I was like, "Yeah, I know. It's really messed up." I mean, it's almost like uh, Philip Hoffman's Seaman's been or Seaman Seymour. Philip Seymour Hoffman. There we go. He's been, he's been dry for he's been clean and sober for what six seven years now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or or, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> he's, he's with, like no he's like okay now now he's trying to climb out of that hole that we just dug so <laughs> let let's help him out here so um, so are you here local or? Oh uh, yes sir I've been uh, um, in the area for about two years now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, you're you're going to school over at MSU now or something? Or? Uh, no, um, I actually got a job here. I'm actually a high school art teacher. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. So I'm going into my third year, uh, this coming up school year. So what school is it that you teach at here? Uh, Hershey High School. Hershey? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I went to Hershey. So, okay. This may be an on-the-spot question. If you're not comfortable with answering it, go ahead and tell me. Okay. But uh, with the new high school or high schools they're wanting to build, what what as as a as an educator, what's your take on that? I mean, 
we've got, you know, because I graduated from Ryder, and so, you know, I'm part of that, you know, that whole Ryder Ojai rivalry kind of mm-hmm. a thing, and, mm-hmm. but now they're wanting to bring these new schools in, but they don't want to bring any of the traditions over. And I know that even with Hershey, because even back in the day, all three high schools at one point used to play each other on the schedule during the football season. So we had that city championship kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing, you know, any of your students have any kind of problems with that? Or, you know, it's like, you know, because I know that growing up, and I'm sure you had the same thing where you had that identity with the school that you went to. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have an entirely new generation of students that they're not going to have that. And it's going to be, to me, I think that it, it's really... I think I think it's kind of it's it, it, it's a it's a crime. Let's just put it that way. As far as like you know the heritage and the traditions of the town, mm-hmm. what is your take on that? As far as an educator is concerned, yeah, um, that's a good point. I never thought about it like that before. But um, my hope with these new schools is that they would have like enough support to help students. Because I know like um, when you have three schools and you bring it down to two, will they have uh, enough like staff or counselors or whatever to kind of like help the education go smoothly and the process go smoothly. But as far as traditions and all those things, um, that's something to consider. Um, I haven't really thought about it before, but I don't know. Maybe that makes some new traditions or something. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's always the hope. But, mm-hmm. I mean, now, you said, you know, being an art teacher, uh, I mean, to me that's with you coming out with a book like this, I mean that that really personifies the whole you know you know because it, to me it, when I was going through school it's like you really appreciated those teachers those educators that put their money where their mouth was mm-hmm. and you know it, they see you know you to me I think that that's an inspiration for for your students to see you doing this mm-hmm. and. To, to actually see something tangible being put into your hands, something that they can they can pick up, they can they can flip through, and and hopefully at some point that that it'll it'll accrue like value, mm. you know. I mean mm-hmm. to me that's kind of cool. So I mean I want to applaud you for that, you know. Thank I mean you. that that's that I mean that's that's awesome, you know. And, and I appreciate that. It's it, and then it being a, a morality tale to better better people up or bettering kids because. A lot of kids nowadays that you don't see a lot of books go, uh, coming out nowadays that uh, benefit just growing up. I mean, Jocko Willis is the only one that I know has like a stack of books. He's, he's a Navy SEAL. I mean, listen to the Jocko podcast. Um, I haven't uh, listened to a podcast, but I've heard uh, some of his interviews. Yeah, and all of his stuff is to benefit you know kids or make someone better. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people are not doing a lot of. I mean, even today I looked at an article to where uh, it was like a runner from Kenya and a runner from Spain. And the runner from Kenya was backing up because he thought he won the race or he thought he was done with the race. But the runner for Spain was like, no, 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 we're not done yet. Mm-hmm. And the uh, press was like, you could have won that. And it was like, yeah, but I wouldn't have won it in my heart. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, it it's it's refreshing for me 
to you know to see some of our educators here in town take the time and investment of their of their resources to not only you know pursue a dream that you might have had but to you know actually step into that inspiration role for their students so I mean and, and then this is a really kind of a unique format or form to kind of take that mantle up so it, and I don't care what anybody says I mean everybody's got a little bit of nerd in them you know I mean it's even 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 the even the guys that play fantasy sports you know fantasy sports to me is like Dungeons and Dragons for guys <laughs> who made fun of the people who played Dungeons and Dragons in high school but it's uh, I mean I've, I've, I've been sitting sitting here where I mean our booths are right next door to each other mm-hmm. and, and people are coming up and, and how many copies have you sold today um, I think I've brought 15 with me uh-huh. and I'm down to three now okay so yeah I mean but is there like a, there's a website or anything like that if people wanted to order a copy of the book I mean, yeah you can order uh, on Amazon you should just be able to type in Yo Manuel Y-O-M-A-N-W-E-L and it should be one of the first ones to pop up on the results page. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, I am completely out of questions. <laughs> I, uh, I'm kind of out of questions too, but are you going to – well, I got one more. Oh, Lord, that was in my ear. <laughs> but uh, are you going to venture out into other uh, comic book styles after this? Uh, yes, sir. Um, what would be like a dream of mine is to kind of like make like graphic novels. And kind of, kind of like being like a novelist, kind of like a Stephen King type. But so basically, you're talking about like uh, Two Guns or Road to Redemption. Uh huh. Yes, sir. That a lot of people don't know. It's like everybody's like, "Oh, Black Panther was the first uh, comic book movie." I was like, "No, it wasn't. Road to Redemption was a graphic novel. That's technically mm-hmm. a comic book. It, it got into Academy Awards like decades beforehand. Like, oh, it, it, it's the whole thing. It's like, oh, the comic book movie started with Iron Man. It's like." No, even even Blade. Yeah, I'm yeah. like Blade was that was other than Superman. Blade was my jam back <laughs> in the nineties. Okay, I loved I loved Blade. I mean, I, I had I think I I bought like three of the CDs because I've worn out two of them. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's when you know that. Yeah, that, that that's as a parent. I've had to buy several copies of several different movies because <laughs> as a parent it's like the kid all he wants to do all they want to do is just watch 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 so you just that repeat function on the DVD player comes in real handy yeah. but uh yeah I mean again just dude I want to applaud and congratulate you because I mean one I mean the cover art alone just looks really good. Thank you. I mean and it, and it looks like it's a, it's a very it looks like a very sturdy let me, issue. Let me put this up over here. But uh show it show it everything and give you a nice face. <laughs> but uh you know I just more you know the applause for me to you comes more from the fact that as an educator you are stepping into that breach and you're you're willing to go above and beyond and, and do a lot more than what most of the educators in a lot of communities not just Wichita Falls but a lot of communities they they just kind of do the bare minimum so i mean it's it's refreshing to see an educator step into that role and and actually walk the walk 
as opposed to just telling, hey, kids, here's the way to go do things, mm -hmm. figure it out once you get out there. You're, you're putting that into practice and you're letting the kids see that. So, I mean, that, that to me, that's going to be a lesson that they'll carry with them, and that's an invaluable thing. Well, thank so, you. congratulations. Good job on that. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank no, you, Royal. Have a good day. I, I have thank to say you. it again. Thank you, Royal Johnson. I just, I just <laughs> thank you, guys. And also, thank you all for your service, too. That's pretty oh. cool. Yeah, we do it for everybody. Yeah, the, we best worst job, best worst job that I ever had, and I'd go back yesterday if they let me. So, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna walk around, see what other kind of trouble that we can get into, see who else we can sucker into coming onto the show. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, uh, good job on that, man. I would nothing but, but nothing but luck. Uh, wish you luck. Wish you nothing but luck. In the future, how much? So. How much Thank are you. those? Uh, Fifteen dollars. All right. Mm -hmm. We'll get, it, we'll get it after the show. Okay, awesome. Sounds good. All right, welcome to another segment of Want to Hell for the Wichita Falls uh, Comic Con. And now we have uh, Greg Peters, who did Pinky and the Brain. You did the artwork, too, with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did a character design? Yeah, did a character design. Did you also do... And Pinky and the Brains. And you did the, you just did the artwork and you did the voices too, right? No. No, okay. But you also, uh, you also did uh, a couple of other ones. What the Tuma, uh, Timon and Puma, and you do a lot of the uh, caricatures I saw at your booth and everything like that. Let's get that yeah. over. Yeah, they're they're more uh, illustrative um, than the than when, when you think of a caricature, you think of uh, uh, exaggerated drawing. I don't exaggerate that much, so but I uh, I, I use cartoony proportions, but um, I stick more for, uh, more to a realistic look. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, the best artist, uh, in, in my opinion, for like comics and everything like that is uh, Alex Ross, and he uses uh, he uses uh, uh, God, I can't even think of the name right now. Norman Rock Rockwell style of painting and use a lot of watercolors and everything like that to give, right, yeah. to give them uh give the characters more depth and fluid and i i gotta admit the whole animaniacs i grew up with that i grew up with Tum uh timon and puba <laughs> I, i'll get i'll get words right today uh and i just love the artistic style it was it was very revolutionary for that time right yeah um, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, if, you, if you can get a, a handle on, on the different studio styles, then yeah. I haven't just had a then you're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, last night when we were at dinner, we, uh, we actually talked about, uh, and, and I don't know if you want to talk about this or anything like that, was your dog. Right. Yeah, how, how it was, uh, I, I don't, you, you, you said it was, it wasn't a support dog, it was a... Uh, it's a, it's a um, ES, ESA dog. ESA dog, okay. Emotional, uh, emotional support. Emotional support dog, yeah. It, in my, I understand it, and not not to get anything away from you or anything, but people have been going crazy with that kind of stuff, though. Like, there was a miniature pony someone tried to bring onto a plane. Yeah, and some, someone, yeah, someone uh, went into a Best Buy yeah. the other day with a, zebra, a baby zebra. Wait a minute, what? Yeah. 
No. That that is oh wow that that's new one on me. A baby zebra. I, I have I know a couple of people that have uh, zebras and everything like that. Of course, they also have giraffes, but yeah, baby zebra. That that's new on me. Yeah, I've seen monkeys, but yeah, monkeys being carried around, carried around like babies, but I've never seen like a zebra that, being, that, being carried around like a baby. So. That, that's new to me. <laughs> and, and the reason why you have an emotional support dog is because you, you lost family members and everything like that. Right, yeah. And um, yeah, they, they, um, they comfort you, um, especially if you can find the right dog, which I did. Um, Nikita is... Um, he didn't like it a lot. I mean, I think this dog was made for me. Yeah. So. I have a, well, uh, a lot of our listeners, they have dogs and everything, and a lot of them are like, uh, I mean, it's one of those things, it's part of the family, and it's really, I've, I saw I saw a post of Marcus Luttrell, the guy that wrote uh, Lone Survivor, and the Lone Survivor movie, which was about him with Operation Red Wing, and oh my lord. I I was crying off of his post because the dog had passed and he was just hugging up on it. And I was like, a lot of people don't understand. Like, there, there's pet peoples and there's, well, there's communists. We'll just say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it, in, I'm, I'm really happy that you have that uh, uh, outlet. Because losing, uh, I, have, I have a lot of loss in my life. I had... Uh, uh, my mom passed through suicide, and I, I ended up getting a, an animal eventually, and it it really comforted me to where it it elevated me to the point to where I could go out and everything yeah. like that. And a lot of uh, a lot of vets uh, do that too. They have uh, emotional support animals to where it, they they take it and they get it to where they have something to love again right yeah and that and, that, and that's very much an important thing and a lot of people forget yeah they're definitely they're definitely from the whole um yeah um you enjoy but what what was taken away is actually not totally replaced but but replaced enough where you can function on a happy level um, yeah you're happy again so, and the dog is a family member. Um, even if, like like me, I don't have any other. I'm not married or anything, so I don't have any other family. So she she is my other family member. So it's her and me. It's kind of like kind of like Scooby Doo and Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that'd be really weird if the daughter stopped talking to you. Though. Yeah. But uh, no. Uh, Another thing that I, I, I've seen over there is a lot of uh, your artwork. We'll go back to the artwork again. And it's it, it's very fluid to the point where your colorization... And we, I, I interrupted you making uh, another character here and everything. And I was like, Dude, you can do that while you're on the cast. You can talk. I've, I've seen people do it, but you're, you're humble enough to come over and uh, help me out with this. And I uh, thank you for that. And thank you for coming on this show. Sure, man. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks. And enjoy your Black Rifle coffee. We're not, we're not supported, but we, <laughs> I buy a lot of it. It tastes good. 
And welcome to the final segment. I actually borrowed one of my high school friends, acquaintances. We haven't really talked that much since since I got out. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, it happens with life. You get kids <laughs> and I go around the world and you stay here. Uh, yeah, basically, because you're just better than me. <laughs> I, I, I feel better than most people, yes. I don't like to have an ego, but sometimes you got to piss greatness in the morning. Uh, you know, if you're confident, it's all good. No judging. Yeah, no judging. <laughs> now, uh, you uh, you, do come, you come into these cons and you sell your product and you sell earrings, trinkets that you basically make yourself. Correct. It's plastic canvas crafts. They A lot of people don't really do that anymore. It's something that I learned to do when I was a kid, and I just kind of started finding updated patterns and fun video game, pixelated, geeky stuff, and started making it and it's really taken off that's awesome the one thing that uh i noticed though is you you bring your kid and she sells her artwork too yes uh she's 15 years old and she does her own sketch art and she's been drawing since she was little really little and uh she's amazing i don't know how she does it i certainly can't draw like that i i it's one of those things you build up the talent and you just keep because you know me when I was a kid I was doing artwork I just totally lost it uh, it's one of those things like if I don't shoot a rifle or if I don't shoot a bow on a constant basis I lose that talent of being like really excellent and really cool and with, with hunting I don't I don't get food either so. <laughs> but yeah, I buy her um sketchbooks like five six seven at a time and she fills those things up yeah so uh you're what other things do you do now other than that because I, I this is more or less us getting reacquainted we did it last month and now we're doing it again because well i lose track on everything i well in my spare time i'm a voiceover artist oh wow i do that too but i only do it through drive throughs yeah, uh, I do it for uh, different companies, digital advertising agencies here in town. Um, probably one that uh, the locals might recognize is Care Plus eCare online office visits. Now only forty dollars. How much do you get for that? It depends. Really? Yeah, it depends on who's hiring me, and it depends on what the advertising agency is asking for voice talent. It would be really funny if you put it in a contract. Is that every time you get a uh, phone call, you get a penny? <laughs> that would I you would bank. Oh, that would be awesome. That that there you go. I would love to branch out into doing um, e-learning type of uh, modules that they do online. You and, can do that yourself. Oh yeah, and and I kind of want to branch out to that and uh, get on some online uh, voiceover companies and start putting putting some things out to uh, audition for uh, work globally. Yeah. And uh, it's just something I kind of fell into back in 2011. I did a commercial for Castaway Cove with a friend of mine. We, I'm a theater performer. Okay. And uh, then the company said, hey, you've got a really great voice. Uh, you want to come and do another one? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> See, I always had that strange thing to where I, I knew I had some kind of talent and everything, but I just fuck around with it. It's just, I think a lot of it you just kind of fall into by accident. And everybody I've talked to that, that does professional voiceover work, similar deal they just kind of fell into it by accident yeah that was uh oh, who it was uh what's his name uh justin he said yep. he, he he more or less fell into acting and then he's like i'm going home now 
yeah, act, acting is fun. I, I I enjoy doing that. I've I've been a local performer with Backdoor Theater and Wichita Theater for at least two decades. Okay. So, and I've recently not done as many just because I have a competitive athlete, and so I travel and take her places. And so it's the soccer mom show right now. <laughs> Ew, soccer moms are evil. Uh. No, not really. No. <laughs> We're just tired and we need coffee. That, that's pretty much it half the time. I was like, uh, someone asked me, he's like, did you have coffee today? I was like, no, nah, I think I committed a felon. I'm not really sure anymore. <laughs> yeah, most of the time when you see soccer moms, we're tired. Just give us coffee and a pat on the back. Yeah, because, <laughs> oh, God. A lot of the trips I see uh, post, I, I see you post and everything, it's like, where is she at? Oh, she's in Dallas. And I do the math. I do the math in the head because you know Texas. You don't go by mileage. You go by hours yeah. and stuff like that. So that re- really helps. You're like, oh, she had, she had a couple of hours. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if she's caffeinated. Because if she's not, she's probably gonna murder somebody. I've been there. Yeah, Wednesdays it's um, I leave. At three, pick up my child, drive all the way to Flower Mound for soccer practice, and I'm back home at ten o'clock at night. Oh wow! So oh. that's a full afternoon and evening out of my day every Wednesday. See, the only thing I did that bad here recently, and I think I talked to you about it, is I went to a uh, barbecue competition. To do, well, I went to Fort Worth to go hang out with uh, BRCC uh, Black Rifle Coffee. And then I went down and I did a barbecue competition. I did the commentary for that, and I it ended up. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but after I got done with that, I was exhausted, but I wasn't tired. So I did the editing and everything, and put everything up like that day. And I was like, around about midnight, that's when I crashed. I was I was totally surprised about that. How how the human body can endure a little bit. It's like no no no, you're not done yet. <laughs> But I had a I had a couple of uh, seals tell me it's like after their hell week and everything they were like, dude, you can't sleep after that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the- theater is uh, much the same. When I did a chorus line at Backdoor Theater, it was six to eight weeks of straight, six days a week, four hours a night to make sure everything was exactly the same, and you work your behind off. And I'm not a trained dancer, so for me to do that show, I played Sheila in that show, and to do that show. It was huge because I was 35 at the time, and I was on stage dancing with 18 to 20-year-olds that had been dancing since they were kids. Uh, and so that was – it was an experience for sure. It basically makes you feel really, old. really old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hell, I was uh, hell, I was, I was up at work, and uh, one of the things was falling over, so I went in, dodged to catch it and everything, do the super, uh, Superman pose. <laughs> And then the, that night, I thought I had cancer, but I pulled a muscle. Oh, no. And it was, like, that thick. Wow. I was like, oh, my God, I got cancer now. I'm going to die. Eh, I probably don't have cancer. And I looked it up, and I and I went to the hospital, and I was like, I, dude, is this cancer? This looks like cancer. It's a ball. It looked fell around for it, and I was like, well, I had to do a biopsy. What did you do today? I was like, well, I did this and this. And this. I was a pulled muscle, dude. Well, better than a pulled groin. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did Jason ever told you about me and him, the reason why we stopped sparring after a while? Uh, 
I think it, it was a long time ago, so I don't, I don't expect you to remember it. But it was one of those things. Was like uh, me and him were so uh, connected to where we can understand each other's moves and everything like that. We basically re- we read each other, and we got to the point to where we were racking each other. Oh no! Because he would throw he would uh, throw a high kick, and I would throw a roundhouse, and we was like, I'm down the ground. Yeah, I did taekwondo for a while. I got to my blue belt, but that's about it. So I was sparring for a while. My uh, daughters both got to green belts, green tips, in in taekwondo. See, nowadays it's jujitsu. Everybody's wanting to do uh, jujitsu, and uh, it. I rolled around with a couple of people and everything, and it's it's very exhausting. It really helps uh, helps out your body and everything like that. But I, I was like, eh, I'm not really getting on the ground pound. I think I'm just going to go and do yoga. <laughs> well, and I did it, too, because, you know, like one summer they did nothing but uh, self-defense. So keeping people from being able to chokehold you and, and things like that. Because, I mean, as a female, you have to be careful in public because you just never know. Yeah. I mean, you have to be aware of your surroundings anyway so that you don't end up in that situation. Yeah. But sometimes you can't be aware of that situation. Yeah, nowadays it's more or less sex trafficking now. Yeah. Yeah. You go anywhere. Uh, we did we did a episode about uh, the Southwest Key program. Dude, that thing is just a shit show. It was, it was made back in '84, uh, I think, and the whole purpose of it was to get the kids that were coming over uh, illegally, and the ki- and, and the parents like drop the kids and don't even. Ex- uh, Want, uh, want the kids basically, so they go to these programs and everything. They were being sex trafficked. They were using, uh, being used as uh, uh, kid workers, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, why is this stu- stuff still? Oh, exist? I have a personal story. Oh we, really? Oh yeah. A couple of years ago, we were going to a tournament in St. Louis, and uh, we were on our way back, and we stopped in Venita, Oklahoma. And I don't know if you've been there, but they have the, the McDonald's. It's over the highway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now it's a, a McDonald's and a Subway. But we were there, and it was late in the evening. We were coming back home. And um, I noticed when I was eating my sandwich, my mother-in-law was with my daughters. And um, there was this guy just staring them down like a piece of meat. Oh. And they went into the gift shop. And the whole gift shop there is covered in plexiglass. Mm-hmm. So you can see right through it. And he was standing on the outside of the plexiglass staring at my daughters through the plexiglass. And I was watching this guy. And so I watched him walk in. I walked in right behind him, and he was facing with his back to me, looking at shirts because he had been watching them. And I stood in between my daughters and him. My mother-in-law didn't know anything was going on. And he turned around, and he got a big old face full of mad mom. Oh, wow. And he turned around and walked out. But, I mean, could you imagine if I hadn't been there, and my mother-in-law is, what, in her 70s? So... What would have happened if he would have knocked my mother-in-law and grabbed one of my kids and ran off with her? Oh, yeah. And they were, like, 14 and 17 at the time. I mean, that's the, they're not little kids. And, yeah. I mean, they look for that stuff. It's it's really super scary. Yeah, you always have to have a, a head on a spindle, yep. uh, especially with your kids and everything. But, no, I had the strangest story, and it, it, this wasn't a, a kidnapping story like yours. Uh, mine was more or less uh, a friend of mine wanted me to babysit her kids so she could go to work. So I went to go 
uh, babysitter kid. I was like, hey, you want to go up to uh, the park or anything like that? Let me know. She's like, yeah, we'll go up to Lucy Park. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Lucy Park. Well, she was swinging on a swing, and this kid came up. I was like, can you swing me? I'm like, fuck, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't know you, kid. <laughs> I, 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 I did that. I was like, no, I don't know you. But, but she can. She, she can uh, swing you. You go ahead and swing her, and y'all play. play. I could see at the corner eye, and the mother was just like coming up. She was like on her phone the entire. I was like, I was like looking at her, going, uh, "You, you, you need to come talk to me. If this is your kid, you need to come talk to me because if I wasn't a good Samaritan or anything like that, a good person, then, bam." Are they selling? Yeah. yeah, we can cut this short. All right, cool. Well. Thank you for joining me on this, and you go back to your sh- uh, uh, selling. <laughs> you got a business to run, and I pulled oh, you away yeah. from the business. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. All right.